0: Welcome to the afterthought section of our podcast. Well, that fucked me up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Kyle, and I'm Luke. Oh, that was good. We did it the other way around. Um, yeah. Goodness! If for anyone that was just listening to the episode with Deborah, uh, I, I I feel like I went to to space and came back again.
1: Yeah, it was super beautiful to watch, Luke.
0: Thanks, was, Kyle.
1: I, I felt like I was part of this intimate moment with one of my best friends, my best friend, and it was uh, it was kind of beautiful. I was tearing up. I was tearing up that the dog
0: came over Aww. to make sure I was okay. The dogs always know, don't they? The dogs always the dogs always know when there's something wrong, especially emotionally. They come and they put their little paw on you. Yeah,
1: cats are assholes. Dogs are like, we don't deserve them.
0: <laughs> cats are assholes. Okay, just a reminder, <laughs> our uh, email for complaints <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious um joking aside we heard the same with jojo on her story about her um, brain illness that left her bedridden and um she couldn't deal with herself she couldn't deal with being in her own brain and something had to change and it was that self revival and that journey she went on to really dig in and figure out what the hell had been her life up until the point where that happened. And that's exactly what happened with Deborah. She was, she'd been in a coma and she was stuck in hospital and she realized she had a purpose not to get too deep, but I feel like we we can't get more deep if we try after that experience.
1: You know, you said something too, when you're talking about the restlessness, I even have a hard time like sitting down just for a meal. Same. Like I just, I got to like eat and go, same. And, you know, it, it's kind of amazing that she was to look at like being bedridden and in the hospital and being in a coma and, and, yeah. like, as a gift.
0: Yeah. You know what I found interesting about the way she spoke was and, and I might uh, you, maybe we left some of that in in the in the edit is there were just some very long breaths and some deep pausing between when she was talking and saying stuff and something about yeah. the way she, she she wasn't in a hurry. And I yeah. honestly feel like I'm not in a, I'm for the first time in my life, I'm not in a hurry. And I've said this before, that I was never in today. I was always like, if I could just get through today and make it to tomorrow, I'll be okay. But then come tomorrow, well, that's today again, isn't it? And if I could just get through today, I'll make it. And that was, that was my life. That was my life: well, living in pain, yeah. and inability to feel my own feelings, to share my vulnerability, and to accept that I had some trauma and some sadness and some anger. And and I and I was running away, and I was running away, and I was running away, and doing all sorts of of other things, anything but to sit still and think and feel. I feel like
1: you and I were similar in this, in the sense where it's like. You know, we didn't cry. We didn't, like... Yeah. We had that stiff upper lip and, like, yeah, you know, keep your head down and keep going. And Yeah. I mean, I think back to the, some of the kids that I grew up with and, and even my own struggles with stuff like that. And I'm like, they're all either drug addicts, they're fucking dead. Yeah. Or they're, like, miserable.
0: Well, I feel like at least maybe we're moving into a generational... Kind of kind of moment where our our my kids and our next generation is being encouraged to be with their feelings and to understand their feelings. It's certainly a more open and liberal and inc- well, I'd like to say inclusive world. Unfortunately, we look around us and we see that just isn't the case to where where we all want it to be. But yeah. especially growing up in the seventies and eighties in England. Don't don't feel anything for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God. Hey, Luke, Luke,
1: do you think if we were alive, well, you were alive, but like if we were like together in our twenties, in like London, nineteen eighties punk scene, or like mm. LA Strip, Hollywood Strip, nineteen mm. eighties, like. The yeah, music venue, like you and I would still be alive.
0: Hmm. We might, we might just have encouraged, encouraged each other too much, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know, but yeah. I like the way things have transpired. Because I like the way we've yeah. had some parallel pathing and I like the way we've had some joined experiences and I like the way we're coming into this fruition at this exact point, at this exact time. I don't think this podcast would be anything with just me chatting to people or you chatting to people without us being able to chat to those people together and talk to each other afterwards. I feel like that's where the, co- the shared common experience lies and the kind of the react the kind of the authenticity of everything that we discuss. because sure we like to have a laugh from time to time but i mean this so i'm right now i forget that we're recording it's like yeah, same do you just we just it's just get it all out there what's the what is the fucking point in not getting it all out there yeah and i think we shall end it there in it kyle yeah I love you, man. I love you, Kyle. See you up for the next extraordinary episode of Well, That Fucked Me Up. And also, don't forget to find us, follow us, support us, any which way you can.